We are back with another guest, and I'm about to read his bio so y'all get pumped, get excited. Seneca is a motivational speaker, author, poet, and educator, and he is on a mission to empower young students to overcome barriers in their life by using sports, hip-hop, inspiration, and poetry to ensure college and career readiness and success. Seneca currently lives in Birmingham, Alabama with his wife, Megan, and three children. Oh, I want to make sure I get this right. <laughs> Tylen, Declan, and Sloan. Seneca has released his new book, Turn On Your Light, Finding the Light Within, November 2020. In 2007, Seneca also published his first book of poetry, Kind of a One. And in 2016, Seneca published his second book of poetry, Stairs to the Top. Let Seneca help you turn on your light. Stay tuned as we jump into this episode with Seneca Wilson. I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. And this is Success in Black and White. The podcast. podcast. Where our mission is to bridge the gap between between racial racial boundaries. boundaries. We can't wait to share our stories, tips, and experiences. As well as hear from extraordinary guests. So stay tuned. As we jump into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. Yeah, we are. And we're not alone. We are not alone. So hold on. Let me do this before we jump in real okay. quick. Because somebody asked me and, and, and I'm going to do it. And plus, I know our guests and I think it'll kind of transition. Why do you say one more again, one more again? Right? <laughs> so when we first started this and we were getting ready to, to do an episode, I got stuck on my words and I was about to say, we're back one more time. But in my head, I was thinking we're back once again. So the way that it came out was we back one more again. And I was like, you know what? We're riding with this. We back one more again. And and the reason why I said that and and told that real quick story is because of our guests. And um, you're going to learn a lot about them. Um, We know them really well. Very genuine person. very down to earth and is doing really big things. And we're going to talk about this a little bit, his book, and we're going to go through it and, and we'll not go, we're not going to go through it because we want y'all to no buy it, <laughs> but, but we're going to kind of go through some, some things that jumped out at me. But one of the stories in there that jumped out at me was uh, one of those times where, you know, he was getting ready to give a, a speech and he was kind of fumbling through it a little bit. And, and then he kind of tell you about how um, that helped you know, kind of mold him into who he is now. So that's why I wanted to tell y'all about the one more game because that wasn't on purpose. And no, that that's not, you know, any street terminology or slang <laughs> that I'm throwing at y'all. I literally made a mistake between saying one more time <laughs> and once again. Um, but for you all on this episode, like I said, we have somebody that's going to drop some knowledge. Uh, we, we have somebody that is, is a motivational speaker. Um, they're just a motivator, period. I mean, their energy is just uplifting and inspirational in itself. So for the people that's out there that's wondering who I'm talking about, Seneca, my man, my guy, we're going to turn it over. And this is your show. This this (laughs) is your show. We want them to know who you are. We just here, we're going to ask some questions that we think they'll want to know. But um, we're going to let you do your thing, man. We feel real confident in, in, you know, you doing your thing because, um, this is what you do. So what we want to know is what we want to know, April. I want to know. I'm real nosy. Right. Uh-oh. So and we know a little bit because we get we get the chance to read your book. <laughs> but we want to know your career journey. So lead us a little bit into like your life, why you do what you do now and why you're passionate about it. Oh, man. Um, that loaded question. And thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on here. Um, I'm excited to be on your show. Uh, I love watching you guys all the time. And I just love the chemistry chemistry you have. Um, and you already make me feel like, you know, it's just I'm welcomed and, you know, it's just going to have a good time. So uh, to answer your question, whew, um, like I wrote in the book, it's just people, people and things that have shaped my life um, over over my over my lifespan. And so I grew up very poor. 
uh, I want to say poor and, and low income, low income. And so like um, my, when I was young, my mother, uh, single mom, uh, she, she had at the time three kids, uh, my older brother and my younger sister. So I'm in the middle. Uh, didn't know my dad at the time, but we moved from house to house. Uh, we stayed with my auntie a lot, um, you know, living in her house, but she had four or five kids at the time already. So uh, it was a crowded house. <laughs> but um, and we eventually at some point we moved into Charles Warner Projects. And so the projects and I mentioned in the book is supposed to be temporary housing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we managed to just make it a home. And we stayed in the project for over 20 years. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know, um, you know, we didn't have much. Because we, I mean, it is, as a kid, it is what it is. That's your environment. That's what you're living in that environment. So um, at the time, I'm like, I'm just having a good time. And, you know, when you grow up and you start seeing other people having more and, you know, you don't have as much. And even in the project, uh, there were so many individuals or so many people next door to us that didn't have nothing. They didn't have anything. And so uh, my mom, I, was, I, I talk about her book, she turned into uh, Mother Teresa, taking care of everybody. Yeah. And so um, she is a powerful and, and beautiful woman. And, you know, I have this motto. Um, she shaped me to give as much as I do. You know, she has this model where, um, you know, I say, give more love. And I really get that from my mom because that's all she does, no matter what. She hasn't had anything. And so things that shaped my life, Boys and Girls Club, uh, Boys and Girls Club was right behind my house. Directly. I mean, I would bust out the door, go running into the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> every day. Boys and Girls Club of Jackson County, um, you know, it saved my life because it wasn't much to do but to either play basketball <laughs> or to get in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when the Boys and Girls Club showed up in our neighborhood, it was it was over from there because we had bumper pool, we had we had pool tables, ping pong tables, portable basketball hoop, and, uh, you know, it was just the, the members and the, the, the counselors. Counselors, you know, they, they they just care, cared enough for you to do better or just be there. You know what I mean? And so um, I eventually, one of the things I, I wanted to do is was to go to college because um, no one in my, well, go to a four-year college. No one in my family has ever been, and I'm not just talking about my mom, I'm talking about everybody. Wow. <laughs> no, no one has ever no one went to college before me. And so that's all I really want to do is go into graduate. My whole life plan, that was it. It was over after that, completely over. And I was like, you know, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to change the narrative in my family. And I'm going to, I'm going to change the narrative in my, in, my, in my environment because my friends, um, you know, none of them uh, were, were going at the time. And so uh, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi to the top. and met the guy that actually why I'm sitting right here today, mm. Chris McGee. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know Chris McGee, um, big time, you know, legend and nurse. my dad, um, my mentor. And so he, he gave me an opportunity to do something with my life. And so, uh, I, he bought me a $90 blue blazer, wow. $90 blue ba- blazer um, to go and to have interviews at the NERSA conference. You guys know about NERSA, mm-hmm. right? And so I was at this conference. Well, I would, before I was getting, going there, basically he was like, um, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And I had no clue because all I, my, you know, my goal is to graduate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, possibly go back home and be a PE coach because uh, I love like I love sports, love um, love building the foundation for students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought sports, you know, and kids need that foundation through sports because sports can teach you so much. Anyhow, um, 
Don't want to keep going on and on. Y'all tell me when to stop. Oh, no, you keep good, going. man. This is good. This we, is are, good. we are tuned in. Yeah. All right, cool. So, so Chris, Chris, he, you know, Chris is one of those old school guys. And they like, he'll hem you up and, and they, put his hands on you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... <laughs> but um, he's like, boy, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, Chris, I'm good. I'm living life in college. I'm that dude that's throwing all the parties. <laughs> I used to have a house. I used to live, uh, you know, I used to rent this house out. And, oh, this is, I probably shouldn't go here. But <laughs> Uh-uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we had everybody at the house. This is where you came before you went to the club. Mm-hmm. Oh we man, were we were barbe- yeah, we were barbecuing. We were we playing spades. I mean, doing everything. And so um, it was it was it was a nice time. Probably some some of the bad decisions I made when I was in college because a lot of my money went to the party. I should have been <laughs> keeping that money. Nobody told me. <laughs> and then when I did go up north, I'll talk about that later. But I found out. When they're up north, they're, man, they, they're uh, I won't say they're smart, but in down south, we're very generous. Mm-hmm. We gave away everything. I like mm-hmm. free drinks, free everything. <laughs> Food was free. I go up there and went to a party. They were charging $5 for a cup at the door. I said, oh, <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we doing it wrong down here. That's southern hospitality, man. You know we got that southern hospitality. That's wrong. Man, I gave away all that money. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so Chris introduced me to Nursa. And uh, like I said, um, I didn't know anything about being professional. Um, I used to have dreads, not dreads, braids down the back of my head. Sometimes I would never. She looked at your head like you had hair. But uh, <laughs> I used to have braids too, man. I used to have braids. I had the braids. You know how he did back in the days. <laughs> hey, but you know, it used to be those, it used to be those days where I couldn't find a person to do my, my braids. Yeah. Oh man. It was horrible. I would have my hair. It was all out like this. Oh yeah. I, um, I could tell you uh, a small story about Sid Gosselin. Um, I was a I was a building supervisor. I might get in trouble for this, but I'm a building supervisor. I promise uh, it, it seemed like I he never actually knew me until I cut my hair. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I walk around, hey, how you doing, how you doing? And then one day I cut my hair, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I was, um, I was an athlete, so yeah. we used to have to stay groomed. And I remember yeah. I used to get in trouble going to football practice without this was in college without my hair like taking care of this was back like I played for Bobby Bowden and like him and you know his mantra and his coach that they didn't tolerate that so yeah, yeah. like to keep yeah. my stuff like on point yeah so it was yeah. yeah and I got to the point where I was like man I'm tired of running these gassers and stuff because I can't get nobody to braid my hair in time so that's when I you know I cut mine off yeah so yeah I turned into a, a whole nother person uh, when I got my hair cut, but getting back to the story, uh, Chris McGee, um, I owe him so much because like you said, he introduced me to NERSA, I uh, was going to this national conference and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to dress, actually didn't even have the clothes. I probably, I don't even know if I had a button up shirt at the time. And so, um, so, you know, it's just, you know, he, um, he took me to his house. I don't want to tell the whole book. But he took me to his house, opened up his closet like he had all, he had it like he had it going on, you know? <laughs> ah, which one, which one do you want? <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking, he, and then he pulled out this, this blazer, brown blazer, oversized, and it had those elbow patches on it, the suede mm. elbow patches. Mm. Now, right now, it could be in stock. But at the time, I'm like, eh, eh, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. So, um, like I said, um, 
now you're reading the story. He brought me this uh, $90 blue blazer and I was forever grateful for that moment because I wore that blazer at every freaking interview. <laughs> and so um, switched up the ties. You know, some of yeah. my friends let me borrow some ties, but uh, and landed a job at Oakland University. And yeah. so got to work with my, my guy, DeMond Pryor. And my, the, the whole thing is, you know, I know I'm going into my journey, but um, I've been in the field of campus recreation for a very long time, or about 16 years as a graduate student up into professional. So my thing is, Chris McGee opened up an opportunity for me to meet so many professionals in my life that has contributed to me being a great professional in the field of campus recreation and just a great person and, and, and professional overall. Uh, you know, people such as like DeMond Pryor, well, Stel Brown also, um, you may, I don't know if you guys know him, but he took me on as a mentee. And so he, he developed me in a, as a person as well. He has a different style. It has a different style, a little crazier style, but at the same time, it's very effective um, because he cares and he, and he loves he loves real hard. So, um, but it introduced me to all of these people that have shaped me to who I am today. And so, you ask the question, why am I? You know, how is this helping um, me? Right, and you know, I just know what what Chris did for me, and so I I think it's so important to do the same thing for those other kids that are growing up that just don't have a clue. Um, I see so many uh, of Seneca Wilson's walking around on campus. You're like, hey, how did you get here? You know, (laughs) but I'm like, they just need a little guidance, you know, a little guidance. And I just want to be that person to to help them in whatever they need. And uh, and it's it's been it's been really good so far. as you guys know, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm taking that, taking that full on, um, and I have, I'm using that to open up other avenues. I have some really big plans on what I'm. I just filed for my LLC today, so um, got some really big plans. Um, it's coming, and it's going to be very Im- impactful. And so. Um, I just I'm enjoying the journey and all I want to do is be able to help people because so many people have helped me. At the beginning, I said I was going to give the book away. He just, he just <laughs> gave y'all the whole first like quarter of it. I was like, man, no. But the book is my story. It yeah. is. It is. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Yes, you still need to read it because he didn't give it all to you. That was yeah. kind of like a, a Cliff's Note version because um, yeah. I, I read it. And as you were going through it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And because I've read it, like, it made sense. And I was able to connect some other dots. Mm. Um, but I'm going to say this. He, he's been very humble, y'all. Mm. And, and the reason why I'm going to say this is because I know a lot of what, what's going on and what he's doing. And, um, and he did say that he was a motivational speaker. And, I mean, he's speaking all over the place. I can I can put world renowned in front of it. I mean, he's speaking all over the place and, and he's impacting the group that he's passionate about mm-hmm. um, students. Yeah. And I can tell you this, not only is he a motivational speaker, he's an author. He forgot mm-hmm. that part mm-hmm. or not forgot that part. We forgot to elaborate on that. He just kind of like, <laughs> like, gla- like glazed Glaze, over. He's like, right. he's like, I got my book, you know, but yeah, he's an author. Not many people can say that, you know, yeah. and there are a lot of people who want to be able to say that who may not, <laughs> um, you know, have the inspiration or the motivation to do it. So my question back to you is, you know, you're out there and you're speaking to all of these groups and to all of these students and to all of the people that are also impacting students and you're an author, um, mm-hmm. like, what motivated you to take that route? What inspired you to kind of go um, and do those things to, you know, to write books? I'm going to say books and to, you know, be a, a world-renowned motivational speaker. Oh, man, thank you. Uh, I, I do. I, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, brag on myself. You know, so. <laughs> I got you. I got, I got you. Don't worry about that. I'm like, I'm like, he just being so humble up there. He just like being so gracious. But I got you, like, yeah, I see what you're doing, and and we know what you do. We know what you're doing, so (laughs) I'm gonna put it out there. So we want to know what motivated you to to you know take that route and and to do that, and you know. Well, let me say this first before I jump into to that. Um, 
just being real, um, reason why I'm as humble as I am, uh, I don't promote myself. And I try to use more actions than words. Um, I never had anything, just being honest with you. Um, I'm still looking for the things that I, I want my family to, to be able to enjoy. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's at a point where I just, I just want, I want to have more and be able to experience more and, and live life. I want to be able to give back to my mom, you know, for giving so much of herself because, you know, everybody starts out at a different point in life, you know, uh, you know, everybody's not given the same debt, mm-hmm. of course, but you got to, you got to use what you can, but you got to make the best out of it. And so I'm hoping to, I'm, I'm really hoping to just give as much as I can back to the people that have helped me. Okay. So there are, I have so many vehicles that I drive and, um, and I'm not talking about cars cause I wish I had money, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so I have used so many of these vehicles that they all align with each other. Um, I have been in student affairs for so many years. I've been a poet for so many years. I, uh, I have been a coach for so many years and, you know, an educator, I'm probably leaving some things out, but all of those things lead to impact, leads to influence, um, being able to influence people to be better. And so, you know, with coaching, you know, I just, just all of those things lead to relationship building. I am, I'm all about relationship building and I want to be able to either help you be a better person and hopefully get that in return too. Because a lot of times we all, all we really want is somebody to do the same thing with us. And so the things that I, I, do to help other people, I, it's helping me too. Um, I just did an institute for with a, a bunch of students and they don't understand. And I had these students come to the free institute, give all this knowledge, this information, but they are helping me too. I'm learning. And so um, the reason why I wanted to be a motivational speaker is because the name of the book came from Dr. Dennis Kimbrough when he turned on my light. He turned on my life because he said, you have 18,632 days left on this earth. He probably didn't use that number, but that's what I have in my head. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I was like, well, shoot, I better get started. (laughs) (laughs) And so ever since that day, I was like, I want to do something with my life. I want to, I want to leave something behind. I want to make an impact. And, and I realized because I love people. I love poetry. I love impacting uh, people. Uh, you know, I just love impacting people in general. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I talk to, you know, my I branch strategists and say, yeah, that's good and everything. But you got to you got to. You can't save everybody. And my mom used to tell me that, baby, you can't save everybody. Well, you know what? I'm on track. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, that. Like the, it's amazing to hear you talk about all the things that you are doing and that you're passionate about. And I had, this is a little bit out of left field, but I want to know how do you, what support systems are in place for you now? Because we know you, we know that like you got a higher degree while you had a family and were working full-time. We know that you work full-time right now. We know that you wrote a book. We know that you motivational speak. We know that you are a leader in the professional field that you're in, in recreation. We know that you are a poet. We know that you're a coach. We know that you're, you're a father, you're a husband, you're doing all of these things. And I think people see that and that can be intimidating to people. And so I want to know, how do you manage, you know, I, I hate saying the word balance because I don't think that's, that exists all the time, but how do you manage that? And how do you find the support to do all the things? Hey, you got to try to make me cry on your show, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on. Like, Jerry McGuire, y'all ain't, y'all ain't going to make me cry on the show. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, now, um, my family, um, you know, um, as I would say back in the hood, my wife's a G, you know, <laughs> Yeah, she, she supports me in everything I do. Um, you know, 
you're right. We do have a family um, and doing all of these things uh, does not happen without her because she, you know, that I mean, me going out here speaking, even actually doing this interview today on your podcast is that that means she has to put the kids to bed right now. And so um, for her to, to make those sacrifices, um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, I, I credit her for all of that, you know, all of my success because I can't do this without her. And, uh, and then just the support of my kids, uh, just, just seeing their faces, you know, just being a father. Uh, it's the greatest thing in the world, I feel like. Yeah. And so... Um, that's hey, we, okay, no, <laughs> we got him. But thanks, <laughs> Megan, for letting him do this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Um, but I will say this. Um, um, I have some really close friends. I don't have a lot of friends. But more of my friends are like my board of directors or what I call them are people that uh, are my mentors. Even my friends there, I, I consider them my, my mentors mm-hmm. and my board of directors. Um, and a lot of times I have to depend on them, give them a call. Um, the whole graduate, just completed my graduate degree, um, my master's, is a, is a very heavy story. And to be able to do that and to get a 3.9, being kicked out of my previous graduate studies, um, you know, even though I had a 3.0, I'm going to sneak that in. I had a 3.0 to kick me out. Mm. Mm. Oh, and then 15 years later, with three kids, with a full-time job, wanted to pursue my, my career in speaking, impacting these students. And you know, I take on so many mentees. I mean, I don't know how many mentees other people have, but I think I, I have so many mentees and I'm like, how do I even have the time? Mm. And so and to complete my master's with a 3.9, man, felt like the best, one of the best moments in my life because it was one of the things that was holding me back to, for me getting to where I wanted to be. Not that I need to have it or to go do the things I want to do in life. It's because I felt like I left something on the table. Mm. You know, I felt like I was cheated out of. And so I was like, man, um, 15 years trying to complete it. And it finally happened. And I'm going to give a, a shout out to the, the MPA program at UAB. Great professionals there, great uh, professors there um, that gave me a chance, which they didn't have to. And uh, I appreciate them because, and they challenged me. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was easy. It was, they challenged me to be better. And I love every bit of that because that told me too, I wasn't working hard enough. And I learned if y'all go back in the four Ps, mm-hmm. you really got to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting to the last minute to do what you want to do in your life. Because the thing is, you're going to get those results. You wait to the last minute, you're going to get average results. But if you do the work, you prepare, you get the results that you want. That you want. And so um, it, it showed me, they showed me how to work hard for what I want. And because like uh, I told myself, I'm not going to let anybody take this away from me. When I got in, like, isn't, I, there wasn't going to be a borderline for me. You're not going, I'm not going to let anybody decide my fate. For me, I said, uh, I had to change my mindset. And I think that's, why I'm doing so well with the speaking right now um, is because I did change my mindset uh, because for the most part, I just wanted to be a speaker. Uh, this is why a lot of people, I think, miss the mark. I want to say fail, but they miss the mark because they want to be a speaker or they want to be this, whatever it is, but don't actually understand how to actually go get it. 
Like anybody can be a motivational speaker. They can just go out and start just talking. <laughs> but there's so much work that you have to put into this. You know, and most people just see, like, because be, I'm not going to lie. It, it was me at some point. Like, in the beginning, I'm like, you know, I can do that. I can do that. Really disrespecting other people's work and their effort and their time. Like, oh, I'm better than him. Yeah, you probably are. But you don't know how much work that person has put in mm -hmm. to be in that position. And so, you know, it's, it's all about the preparation. It's all about doing, doing the work, putting it in practice, being, being stubborn about your goal and where you want to be. That's that persistence is that that thin line between greatness and good or average. Mm -hmm. I tell my son this, you know, I have my 13 year old son. His name is Todd. I love him to death. Um, if I tell you go in to hit 10 free throws, you don't leave until you hit 10 free throws in a row. That's being excellent. Because the thing is, if you stop there and don't try, you're never going to push yourself to be better. And then the last P is performance. Everything is natural. You don't have to really work for anything because it's natural. Mm -hmm. If you do the work, you're going to perform. So I want to know, because I feel like there might be people listening to us who are curious about your journey to write a book. Because then on top of all the other things that you did, you wrote a book. Yeah. So talk to yeah. us a little bit about what that journey was like, what it entailed, what like how you kind of went through the publishing and everything. And then tell us like, what is the drop a gem from your book? Like what from your book would people really take away? How did I get to the author stage? Um, I'm going to go back to my first book. Um, I don't really talk about this book. I, uh, it's a, a poetry book. Um, I had a bad experience with a company. And so uh, I felt like I did everything, you know, and I, you know, it was a subsidy company and you have to pay them to do whatever. And I felt like I did all the work. And, and so I felt like I was a little ripped off. You know, you, you go through life making mistakes to be better, right? Um, and so I said, okay, I won't ever make that mistake again. I'm going to learn how to publish a book. And so I did, I, I, I practiced with my second book um, and that's Stairs to the Top. And so that book is a poetry book, a collection of poetry. The, other, the first book is a collection of poetry as well. Um, and so I, I wrote it, um, was very green to the process. So the content layout, all that good stuff, it's all over the place. It still looks nice. It's all over the place. Um, uh, I learned that, you know, I need to get a person to do the book cover. Um, I did my own interior layout, which I should have let somebody learn from this book. Don't you ever touch interior layout again, you know? <laughs> um, and um, everything that goes along with it as far as like getting an um, ISBN number, uh, as far as getting it copywritten, um, as far as... Uh, what other things? There's so many things involved in. Um, one of the hardest things, especially with this book right here, uh, was just doing it all by myself. But I had to practice. And so the first thing I, I did was got a person that I trust and I, and I know that they had the quality of work was to do the book cover. The book cover and the back of it. This, this book cover changed about three times, I believe. <laughs> um, the first one, I put it out to uh, the people and say, it was me in a suit. I was looking all dapper and everything, looking good. Oh, it was <laughs> old pictures too, when I was like 30. I don't want to talk about how old. I'm only 31 now. So, but I was looking good, had the suit on. And, and then somebody said, hey, I thought you, uh, I thought you, thought your target was high school students and, uh, and, and college students. I said, it is. Because everybody was like, that's fire. That's a fire cover. This is nice. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> and then I was like, it is high school students. He said, man, you got to cut that. You got to cut that suit. 
Mm. I was like, what? Wait a minute. I just paid all this money to get this book cover. <laughs> but the great thing about my uh, my book cover designer, he was, uh, you know, he, he's awesome. He did my branding, um, everything, website, cold dude. David Ennis is his, if it's, is his name if you want to reach out to him. Seven Brand. Anyway, Seven Brand. So I got him to do that. And working with a, a few people, um, I got some connections to an interior layout person. This was the hardest part of the book for me because my editor is someone, it was my brother-in-law, but, but he's like a, a English guru. So, so if I was like, I capitalized off of him. He charged me three socks, and uh, <laughs> no, I took care of him though. Um, he did a wonderful job with the book. Uh, Matt Tooney, he is amazing. He's one. He's my brother-in-law. Um, but editing wasn't. It wasn't as bad. Um, but the interior layout was the hardest part because I had to work with my editor because, like. I gave the edits to the layout guy, um, interior layout guy. He gave it back to me in, in the format it's in, right? But then I go through it and I'm thinking that, hey, it's, it's over with. It's time to turn it into a book. And if I didn't read the book over again, <laughs> oh my God, I had to read the book a hundred times because he had a whole new chapter in my book. Oh yeah, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I don't remember writing about Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm literally like, I had a whole, like, it was like two pages. Wow. And I, I wait a minute. And I'm sure, you know, it was a mistake on his end. He, he probably does so many books and stuff. So I'm like, it looked like my book, but it, and I had some titles on the side that wasn't my titles. And so I kept going back and reading it a hundred and like a thousand times just to make sure, because the thing about it, I, I give it back to I had to give it back to my editor again for him to read it, but he's not reading it for uh, whether it's that chapter, the right chapter or the right words in there. He's reading it for the edits. Yeah. And so and then I had to work with my interior layout guy for the book cover with my book cover guy to make sure that the spine is the right size, make sure that the first page is the same. And um that process was very frustrating, tiring, frustrating, whatever. But the rest of it was pretty easy once you know what to do. Mm -hmm. After you, like, because, like, the, BS, the ISBN number, so easy. I mean, you don't even have to have the book finished to go get you an ISBN, ISBN number. All you got to really do is just go online, put in information, boom, and they give you a number. Um, then uh, copyright, the copywritten uh, process is, is very simple, but the website makes it so difficult because there's so much information on there, you don't know what to choose. But like I said, once you figure it out, the process is easy. I wouldn't, unless someone paid me to write and I have a couple other books already in process. If you're not paying me to write in a book, I'm publishing my own book. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like I said, once you learn how to do something, I mean, you're kind of unstoppable. Now I can tell you this. I'm still getting, you know, this is my first self-motivation book, right? I'm still getting back. I know there needs to be some improvements. I love the book, but it's always room for improvement. So, um, but how I got to be, why I wanted to be an author, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think I don't. When I became author the first time was very exciting. For me. The first book was very exciting. This book wasn't about me being an author. This book was about impacting the students. Mm -hmm. This book was about getting the getting this book or my knowledge in the hands of other students that, that I can't see, that that I I probably may not meet. Mm -hmm. And how can I get my message out to people? Um, in the best way I can. And so uh, if y'all don't mind me doing a plug, um, because I give this book out so many times to so many students and it's hard not to 
like, cause they don't really have the money to buy it. Right. Um, and, and I want to give it to them, but I know I can't survive off of giving everybody a book because it does cost a little book to be printed. And, you know, and, and a lot of times I ship it to them and I'm paying the shipping. So, <laughs> so, um, I'm doing a book campaign. And so I'm asking people to help me give the books away for free. And so um, I'm going to do it for February and March. And, uh, and I'm looking to to get 5,000 um, books to just give out to students, whether they DM me, whether they go to my website asking for, or whether I just run into them, or I go deliver them at a school, whatever the case may be. That's all I really want to do is to uh, get it in their hands, and hopefully I, I can help them. But I can tell you this. A lot of people know that they're going through a tough time, but with COVID going on, not being able to go anywhere, not being able to socialize, a lot of our students are very lonely. A lot of our students are, are distressed. A lot of our students are depressed. And, and it's at a point where, um, what can I do to help with that? Um, and so I want to be able to help. Um, and I feel like this is a good way to do it. And I feel like this will keep me from my wife yelling at me. Um, <laughs> stop giving out the books. <laughs> you're like, stop giving out the books. You say you want, you say you want to be success, successful, but you're giving all the way your books. You can't do that. And so <laughs> well, do this. Where because this will come out after you've made the announcement. Yeah. So if people are interested in, will this be like people can purchase books for students that you will give away to them? Is that how this works? Yeah. So on my website, um, it's called Create the Possible, the name of the campaign, Create the Possible. You can go on my website and it, I have some donation links. So there's a, there's a tier where um, you can get, you can buy one book for $16.99. Uh, that's the price of the book. Um, 10 books for $14, uh, 25 books for $12, and uh, 50 books for $10. And so, so basically, like, if you do 50 books, it's, it's $500. Mm -hmm. If you do 25, I think it's like 300, 140 for 10. Or you could just go on there. Let's say, hey, you don't have enough to buy the book, right? But um, you just want to donate to the campaign. Um, there's a other that you can just say, "Hey, I want to just donate five dollars." That would help too, because. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I'm what I'm doing on the website too is is um, keeping everybody updated, and I want to be able to put the school, um, the school that the student comes from, on the website. Hey, this book went to such and such at this school, and then. Um, and I just just want to see how many, you know, see if I can reach that goal of 5,000 uh, for March. Oh, that's, so cool. that's awesome. Yeah. And your website is going to be in our show notes for the audience. Yeah, everyone that's listening, we will drop the website yep. down there. Appreciate you guys for that, too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to jump into this gym real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, let me let me get yours first, and then okay. I'm going to come back and tell you Um what I took from it. And I also want to give you a little bit more credit than you're giving yourself. I know the book is for students. Um, I read the book and yeah. the book is for anybody that also works with students or that are looking to impact students as well. So I know that he's saying the book is for students. If you work with students or if, if it's a part of your calling or your mission yeah. to impact students, you can get the book too, because um, the way that it is written is it, it's very inclusive. And what I mean by that is he shares stories. He not only does that, he shares opportunity for reflections. And not only that, he shares input and insight from other people. Like it, he covered, like it's so crazy because when I was reading it, I was going through it. It was like, I was expecting to kind of go through and, and get story and, you know, and then I was like, oh, dang, he got me like checking myself. <laughs> like, let me think about this for a second. And, and then not only that, it was guidance also provided. So if you work with students, um, if you um, impact students in any way, this book is also for you. And, and I'm going to do a pitch for you. I'm going to do a sell for you. 
if you work with students, I say you get a copy for you and get a copy for all your students and y'all go through it together as a workbook because there are opportunities for, like I said, reflection. There's an opportunity for um, conversation. Um, and there's an opportunity for guidance. And then, you know, most of all, helping the student turn on their light. So I want you to tell us, you know, your gem, you know, <laughs> something that is in here that people want to know. All right. Well, um, I will say this. You are absolutely right. And thank you for that. Um, I, I, I do know the book is for everyone. And so um, I try to stay in my in that in that that, that mission. <laughs> well, I did but, it. I, yeah. I said it. But I, to be honest with you, that's like I said. There's so many opportunities to learn, and um, and I think that's the gem for me. Is that if you're open to taking those opportunities to reflect on the people and the places and the moments that have impacted your life, you can be able to turn on your life. Because a lot of, I've talked about the last chapter, I don't wanna give all, I'm not gonna give that away, but the last chapter is, it's very important for anybody, not just a student, but anybody who wanna find their light, find their purpose, it is so important to read that last chapter. Um, you know, I talk about, uh, Bruce Leroy, my favorite movie. <laughs> you know, The Last Dragon by Show Barry Gordy. Show up. <laughs> oh, okay, let me stop. Let me stop. So um, it is so important to read that last chapter because um, it's all about the book brings you to that self-reflection. You know, like with my experiences, the important thing for me I did not want to write a book to tell you what to do. I, there's so many motivational speakers. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. I don't want to be that person. I know sometimes you got to say that, but I don't want to be that person that's going to, I want you to learn from my, either my mistakes or my experiences and take what you need from. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I wrote the book. Um, I will tell you, my gym is the last chapter. I really, really love the last chapter, and I think it brings it the message home. Mm -hmm. um, the other gym is uh, I love the four Ps. You know, if we're going to talk about it, um, I think you know the the first part of the book is experiences and moments in my life. The second mm -hmm. part is applying um, mm -hmm. to think that that uh, that helped me get to the next level. And I think the four P's have been very significant for me. Um, preparation, practice, uh, persistence, and performance. So um, those self-reflection and being open to learning from anyone at any time is my turn. Yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> I'm like, this. We, we could talk about this all yeah, night. <laughs> I mean, we talk about like people have issues with imposter syndrome and they're just like, I can't find my confidence level. And like, this is it. What you're talking about right now is it. And I mm -hmm. love that it's in your book. I think yeah. everybody should go buy your book. That's Thank you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> whatever she said, do it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> do it. Well, I mean, I will tell you, I have like a thousand more questions for you. And I know for our audience, we want to make sure like this is a time frame that is going to be good for them to listen in. And But I I think we, you need to come back because yeah. we have so many more Man. things that we want to talk to you about. But I think oh, that this will be great, um, especially in terms of starting your campaign, which congratulations, we're really proud of you and we're excited for you. Yeah, um, you. We will be there. We'll support, you know, we're going to be there. Um, and I think we just bring you back on. Yeah, definitely. Let's do I'm it. Let's do it. You know? I'm I love it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. But you got, I, I know I have a lot more questions, but we will end it for now. So you can get home to your kids and, and our audience can process okay. everything that you just said. Cause I do not want to take away from the things that you just gave yeah. us, um, let's, throughout tonight. Let's do this before, before we end, tell everybody 
where they can find you, how they can connect, where um, your contact information is. Um, go ahead and say that verbally, and we'll also drop everything that you're saying in our show notes so that mm -hmm. if someone doesn't catch it, they can go down there and it'll all be provided in link form. Thank you guys. Again, thank you for this opportunity to be on your platform. I really appreciate you guys. And I, I, I look up to you guys because y'all have a great relationship. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, makes me and my wife feel great to see you guys doing what you do. So uh, my name is Seneca Wilson, obviously, but you can you can find me on SenecaWilson.com. Um, everything is on that, but my social media, everything is Seneca Wilson 31. Right, Seneca at Seneca Wilson thirty one. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on. Uh, I actually just got on TikTok. Uh, I need to. I, I'm on Twitter, but I start. I started my Twitter over, so I, I need a lot of friends. Um, <laughs> so follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So Seneca Wilson. It's Seneca Wilson thirty one on there as well. So. Um, I have my book, Turn On Your Light, Finding the Light Within. And I promise you, you're going like Daryl said, you're going to find a lot of gems in here. And I think it's going to help. Well, I know it's going to help you get to your purpose, help you turn. I know it's going to turn on your light. So support. It is Black History Month. And they talk about support Black authors. So I am one. <laughs> Yeah, we all about that. We yep. are we all about yep. that. So, and I have apparel on my website, which um, with Seneca Wilson logo, um, hats. Uh, you you can't get the polos. Um, I maybe later on, but I got some t-shirts, some hoodies, or whatnot, and um, you know, just getting the brand out there. And I have these turn on your light shirts, which I love. Um, and I, you know, I would love for you guys to to support and rock with me. You know. Sure. Cool. Awesome. We appreciate you. Yes. All right. Well, until next time, we're out. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Success in Black and White, the podcast. The podcast. Music engineered and produced by DJ Vance. Remember that you can join our email list at successinblackandwhite.com for more ways on how you can help bridge the gap between racial boundaries. I'm April. And I'm Daryl. We're, we're out. out.